0: Right, welcome ladies and gentlemen, this is Kyle Means, Editorial Director of WeAreRegularRadio.com, Here once again with our lead columnist, Joshua Hicks uh, The man who does the Endoscope column and this is the Endoscope Podcast Bringing you back uh, some of that good stuff from Josh as he uh, prepares to release another hot column this week on WeAreRegalRadio dot com, uh, you know with this podcast. If you missed our our uh, premiere installment last week, you know we pretty much just uh, preview Josh's new column each week with this show. Uh, give him a little time to talk about what he's going to write, and uh, you know get you salivating for that, and also get into another subject or two as we uh, go go ahead into the week but uh yeah right now josh man uh are you playing with click clacks or something man? what's up you you let's see i hear some interesting sound coming there munching on something Mm-mm. nope not at all man okay i'm hearing something coming on your end but um but how everything going man everything's good man everything is good staying busy as always definitely definitely man i'm glad to hear that and uh, yeah, we gonna talk uh, a little later about uh, a real interesting endeavor that you were involved with uh, yesterday evening. But uh, before we get into that, let's let's talk about the column this week, man. You uh, you know, we talked uh, a little bit just before we started recording here, and uh, you're going going to the well, I would say a little bit, but uh, I know he's one of your favorite subjects. Brian James um you know this has been an interesting year to say the least for him and for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers it hasn't been the most successful year but uh you know he's you know as, as things are starting to wrap up now and it looks like you know you know we you know, we were talking about it last week and we know uh, we knew already that they're not going to make the playoffs that hasn't changed in the past week. LeBron is going to miss the playoffs for the first time in a very long time, I believe. First time since 2005, I believe. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a rough time, uh, at least in, in the media perspective. I, You know, personally, I wouldn't think that LeBron is, is tripping too much, you know. But, uh, you know, from the outside in, I'm sure there's a lot of pressure on him to succeed. And, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on what LeBron is going through right now and how, you know, the media and everything is handling this uh, little bump in the road for him.
1: This season is not all LeBron's fault. Um, At the end of the day, LeBron is averaging. With the 18 games he's been out, he's been averaging 28 points, 9 rebounds, and 8 assists. That's pretty much unheard of for a 34, 35-year-old man to perform at that playing almost 40 minutes a game so for LeBron to play at that elite level even at that age um, shows that from a, on the court standpoint he's doing his job now is he he's not the same LeBron he's getting old um he doesn't have the same lift as, as he always has um and like this is, and this year has been one of the most tough years because he's been injured uh, going through a injury that he pretty I personally don't think he's Offense. Which is and quite frankly, that's what the league is shifting towards, anyways. But at the same time, LeBron has been known to play with a lot of shooters. If LeBron's going to run the offense, he needs to have someone that can score the ball while also be able to be a stand knock-down three-point shooter. That's something the Lakers don't have. They have too many playmakers. Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball. Hey, John Rondo Lance Stevenson Michael Beasley at one point these guys need the ball consistently in their hands to make plays or to create something for themselves they're not known for shooting the ball efficiently especially from three point land so because of that and you already have LeBron who's so ball dominant having him share the ball with others who need the ball as well doesn't always work especially if they're not able score at a high level um and that's quite frankly one of the main reasons and not to mention around a core that's barely getting their feet wet in the league um it's going to affect them in a way that even though that most veterans would you know know how to handle it then they and quite frankly it played a huge role in the way they played on a consistent basis after that and then not to mention as well like I said, it didn't just happen to LeBron James, but injuries played a role as well. Brandon ingram have been out for, for most, probably want to say most of the season, and is now out for the rest of the season. But his um his, uh, medical condition, Ray Rondo has been out at 20-plus games. Same with Lonzo Ball. So these key players, Josh Hart has been injured, um, and, and at the same time, Kyle Kuzma has as well. Lance Stevens this team has been pledged with with a lot of injuries throughout the entire season to go along with the fact that they already have um, inefficiencies, per se, when it comes to scoring the ball at a high level. Um, So there's a lot of things that play a role in it, but this wasn't the best roster, even though it was a better roster than what LeBron James had in Cleveland. It's not the best roster for him to succeed, especially in the
0: West, where everything is very sad and the competition is much more um, difficult than it was for him to be in the East. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you look at you know any observer of the of the NBA, observer of LeBron's career, would say that the Lakers didn't have an, an optimal. Uh, you know, roster for him to succeed. I think when you, you know, as, as you brought up with the injuries, I would think that if in particular with uh, with Ball's injury because there have been some stats that have uh, come out recently, talking about the team defensive rating and other type of metrics defensively with Ball how they were a much more successful team in keeping others from scoring with him than without him. I think if you had Ball on the court more, if you didn't have the Rondo injury, and if Ingram played more time, then this team would have likely squeaked into the top eight in the, in the West. So I think you know, with, with the Lakers, I think there's, there's quite a bit of layering to this issue. You have sort of long-term issues that have gone around, that, that, are, that are permeated there regarding the way that their franchise is being run. And you know that's coming to light more and more in recent weeks with the uh, people looking at the way that D'Angelo Russell has played, and uh, you know people, you know Lakers fans in particular, wondering why was that move made instead of cultivating that talent, which would be an amazing uh, talent in the backcourt with LeBron today. You know he's out doing this thing in in Brooklyn, but you know you have that, you have these. Know, like I say, layering the issues going back to this year, you know the way that the team was built in the wake of LeBron's signing, like you said, just wasn't a team that was optimized for success. And you know, going back to, uh, you know, you you I, you 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 leveled the blame with the Anthony Davis thing more on the, the Lakers franchise. How much blame would you put? on LeBron and his team, if any though, because in the you no, know, in the end it, it was Rich Paul who leaked that who you no know, who stated you know, what the ter- what the terms were gonna be with Davis and you know that sort of snowballed into you know, uh, you know more or less the New Orleans ter- uh you know torpedo in that deal. That you know could have maybe happened if they played it a little more to the chest, you know, to the vest, and, you know, played a little bit more on the low instead of letting everybody know that Davis wanted to get out of town, you know, as soon as possible. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, Chris Paul definitely plays a role in this as well as his agent. But from what's being reported out there, um, the
1: fact that Anthony Davis wanted to wait till the end of the season to do it. But then because he, he was basically giving New Orleans a chance to basically get it together, realize that they can. And he said, you know, let's push for it now. And I think the, 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 the thing that's not really being discussed with that issue is Rich Paul does have a lot to blame for, for helping that leak, that leakage get out. But he, I'm pretty sure he didn't want it to be leaked out in that format. I'm pretty sure he wanted to slowly but surely say, hey, Behind closed doors, Magic Johnson, Rob Flinka, um, or, um, or um, I'm sorry, Del Demps and the, the staff at New Orleans, he probably went behind the scenes and said, hey, my client has made it very official that he is not returning to your team or at least not trying to sign an extension with your team. This is what a list of what he prefers, et cetera. Um, now, from that end point, I don't know if, if Rich Paul may have told the Lakers, hey, my client wants to join you. So leak this as much as possible, or do whatever you got to do to get him now, or anything like that. We don't know those behind the scenes, but at the same time, there's so, it's so many, like I said, there's so many layers to those issues that not everyone, not one single person, is supposed to take all of the blame for it. Which recently, from reports, it's always about LeBron. LeBron this, LeBron that. LeBron doesn't care about his team. LeBron doesn't know what he's doing. LeBron didn't tell. LeBron doesn't like the roster the Lakers put together. All this stuff, all the, everything about LeBron, but quite frankly, there's more to it. And the people that are running to help and run this show, and more specifically on the Lakers' end, Max Johnson, Rob Link, Jeannie Buss, the runs, the people that, that help that front of office uh, management, they have a lot to put to blame with this as well and using LeBron James or even Luke Walden as a coach even though he uh, as a scapegoat per se even though there are some asterisks to Luke Walden because of the fact that the players like, he's dealing with the players that have been dealt to him and he's trying to do the best he can to go that's a very difficult transition to do when you have LeBron James on your roster so quick. so um, even though Luke Walden it may not per se have been this, uh, the problem He's the scapegoat, and that's why he may not be in town long, as longer than we think, because he wasn't originally the over the, the Magic Johnson's guy, and the times and terms conditions have changed from as far as going from uh, just, uh wait a couple of years to develop our players to now we're.
0: I definitely, I definitely agree that more scrutiny should be put on to the Lakers front office. Unfortunately, LeBron, and in a lot of ways, LeBron set himself up for this. He, he allowed for the scrutiny to be uh, placed squarely on him, and you know, for a lot of a lot of ways, it isn't fair because so much of what LeBron does is over over analyzed. Like you know, the stuff with him. Sitting on further down the bench from teammates at times, and you know all this surface stuff that you know people are just reaching for uh, talking points, you know, for a lot of a lot of the time with LeBron instead of just you know for, for lack of knowledge, they don't have real knowledge about what his plans are, what the Lakers' plans are, for that matter, what what his dealings are with the Lakers. With that said. Do you think that, do you think that you know, getting rid of Walton would be a fair move, or would do you think that it'll just be hiding possible other uh, dysfunction that may you know that may arise with LeBron and the Lakers? Because you know even if they get Ty like say they get Tyron Lewin, in, Tyron's gonna be a LeBron guy definitely, but in you know that he'll be he'll he'll be securing the job only so much as LeBron likes him. He may not be again a guy that Magic is comfortable with, or Palenka or or the Busses. You know it may just lead to more dysfunction down the line.
1: Right, um, that, and that's the, and that's the fine line when it comes to working with LeBron. That's the price you got to pay because as long as you got LeBron James in your city. Now mode, and he has the ability, especially with the resume that he has to put, to basically take whomever he wanted that's on his team to the finals. You gotta have the right guy that he, that he can tolerate. And feel. Unfortunately, right now it seems like there is some type of uh, some type of disconnect between Luke Walton and LeBron James, and as long as LeBron James is in there calling the shots. He's gonna get his way. and He has to do what's best for him, and he's gonna have to do what's best you know the Lakers want to do what's best for him. A relationship that he has for at least the next couple of years that he's here. So it is unfair for Luke Walton to come in a situation who was supposed to be the future of the Lakers when it comes to for the future and for future competition in the West. When and like I said, when LeBron James comes into town, he just changed the whole dynamic to that to where now we're in windmill. So because of that, Luke Walton is set was kind of set up for failure per se. And it's not fair, but I don't
0: think about, at the end of the day, LeBron James is LeBron James. But the power that he has, and knowing that at the end of the day, you got to get him a coach that he can really connect with and fully
1: respect in a window, in a win-down situation, Luke Walsh is not that guy.
0: And I think that the Lakers are going to ship him out and bring in
1: someone like a Tyron, or a Mark Jackson, or a Jason Kidd, someone that's young. young Young, that's young enough, but someone that he ultimately really respects, and you know can really work with. Mark Jackson has a resume of taking the go of making the Golden State Warriors the Warriors before Steve Kerr took it another level. Um, Jason Kidd, even though he may not have had the ultimate success as a coach, whether it was in the, with the Brooklyn Nets or with the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, he was a respected. He's a respected. You know, he's a respected. Hall of Fame type of player that LeBron respected and even played with with Team USA. He has a lot of respect for him. So, and he's and from an offensive mindset, he can relate with Jason Kidd when it comes to being that point guard or point forward that helps set teammates up and create opportunities for the shooters that he needs. So, having a Jason Kidd would be ideal for him. Tyron Lewis, i like you mentioned before, Ty Lewis' guy how to lose, the one that helped bring him that championship in Cleveland, is someone that understands LeBron, and quite frankly, even though it almost nearly killed him, he can handle, still sort of knows how to handle LeBron-esque situations, which is something the Lakers need, so, I, those are candidates that I know that I think the Lakers are really going to pursue, especially with the fact that, like we mentioned before, Luke Walden wasn't really their guy. Even wasn't Magic Magic Johnson, Rob's Lakers' guy. Even though he's the ideal candidate for the Lakers right now, from a future standpoint, but from a right-now standpoint, Luke Walton's just not it. I think they're going to utilize that to bring in the guy LeBron needs and wants
0: to help bring the Lakers back to relevancy, especially when it comes to the championship college. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, Luke was more ideal before LeBron, you know, when he was just working with young guys than he is now. So it looks like he's, he may be on his way out the door uh, over the summer. As as uh, as we get off of this subject, just give me give me quickly like three things that you that you think the Lakers have to do over the summer to improve themselves. They have to get a superstar agency, whether it's, or even in the offseason, whether it's Anthony Davis,
1: uh, Kyrie Irving, KD, Jimmy Butler, whomever, LeBron needs to have at least a second star with him to compete with the other star combinations that are going on within the Western Conference. He has to get some type of superstar or very high talented all-star to play alongside with him. Number two, he has to have shooters, uh, whether it's via trade, or via uh, um, free agency, he has to have some shooters around him. Someone that's, someone that's willing to step in and shoot threes whenever LeBron passes him the ball. So he has to have shooters. Um, the, so the Lakers have to bring shooters. they got to get at least one superstar or or Ideally, someone like a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie Irving or Anthony Davis, who is, who is known to score the ball at will and
0: create for others. Um besides LeBron himself when they're playing on the court together. And three,
1: they got to, and I don't want them to, but they got to get the right coach or coaching staff that can work with LeBron James. And like we mentioned before, um, unfortunately, Luke Walton is not that guy. So they got to bring in someone like a Mark Jackson or like we mentioned, Ty Lue, someone that that he truly, highly respects And and especially when it comes to winning moments and winning stages so those are
0: the um three things that the lakers really for sure need to pull off in order to get themselves back in the top of the conversation in the western conference and to that end you know maybe missing the playoffs might be a blessing for them they're not uh not likely they'll get in the top three spots you know we We can't foresee Zion going to L.A., but they still may get a a top talent coming out of the college ranks uh, this year, and that could make them more flexible with, you know, either the talent they get or the spot that they get in the lottery could make them more flexible for dealings with other teams in the league, more flexible with New Orleans maybe or whoever else they may uh, talk with if they need to do a sign and trade or a straight up trade or you know uh, whatever you know, it, Definitely. it, it may yeah. D- it, it, go and ahead. I would even, and I would even put sorry to cut you off, but I would no. I
1: would even point out there a small scenario that the Lakers should pursue even if they don't get a Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant or or splash somebody big like that in free agency. I would call I would call the Washington Wizards and see if I can get Bradley Beal. Yeah, get yeah. someone who. Who can score the ball and shoot the three at an efficient level. He's been balling ever since John Wall's been out. And the Wizards' future, unfortunately, doesn't look bright. They got to rebuild. John yeah. Wall's hurt for literally another season after this year. So and with the big contract that he has, they can't move him. Bradley builds the more ideal contract that even though they don't want to get rid of him, in order to ensure themselves of uh, possibly doing a successful rebuild, he, he can bring a nice a, a nice amount of value back to the Wizards in a trade. And especially if you put and he's worthy of being in a went down type of situation. You put him with LeBron James, he can I'm, I'm not saying he's Kyrie Irving, but he can give you sort of like what Kyrie could, which was creating and scoring the ball at will from anywhere on the court. Yeah. And that's part and that's the, and, and on top of that, it could be on a cheaper deal to where if you can't get an Anthony Davis, you can trade not you don't have to do as trade or give up as much to get someone like him. That. So that's another scenario they should look into as well.
0: Yeah, of those, of those three poisonous contracts that they once had in Washington, Bill looked to have you know, is perceived to have you know, this is including uh, when they had Auto Porter, you know, Bill was perceived to have the most reasonable contract you know after them getting rid of Porter and having a decent amount of success with the trade with the Bulls I would if I was already Grunfield I would definitely be encouraged to try to move uh Bill even even though Washington maybe the fans of Washington may not like it because you know Bill uh is is pretty much all they got right now but if you can bring back some package that's comparable to what LA would have offered for Davis or somebody or somebody else of that magnitude. You know, if you get back an Ingram or Kuzma or ball type package involved in that with maybe their, their lottery pick this year or some other future picks, though, know, yeah, that's something you definitely got to think about if you're watching. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what type of things arise over the summer, but uh, moving on, man, uh, yeah, you had a special event uh, this uh, uh, yesterday, uh, Wednesday evening, and uh, you were involved in a panel discussion with the uh, Reverend Michael Flager. And uh, you know that's definitely something special there, man. Tell us about what what, what went on there, and uh, you know what, you know how did that all go down?
1: Y'all we my motto, right? do multimedia projects along with written projects. Yeah. Um person to um speak out against the wrongs that are going on in society and and basically use your voice to help make a difference and how to utilize your voice to make a difference within the platform that you're that you're living in so um it was a great event very nice turnout um very nice turnout and quite frankly it was just an amazing event especially uh it was just a blessing to be part of that discussion
0: that's great, man. Great to see you involved with stuff like that. And, you know, definitely, uh, I hope you put flag on to your, for your column, man. He's uh, You know, because you're definitely using your, utilizing your platform to uh, enhance uh, the discussions on social justice and uh, things of that nature. So uh, definitely, if you want to, like I said, if you're not up on uh, what Josh is doing week to week, you know, look back in the archives, we are radio.com and uh you know see the way that he's covering issues of social justice and how they interact with sports on the regular. That's something that uh we definitely appreciate you doing uh consistently Josh and uh you know it definitely uh great to see you keeping that keeping that uh mission going from your alma mater, you know that's definitely a special thing there as well. So, yeah, congratulations on that. Uh, we are legalradio.com. In the scope podcast for you, wrapping it up. In the scope, the column coming once again Friday. Uh, you can read more about uh, Josh's thoughts on LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers, and read all of his uh, previous In the Scope columns as well. Uh, you'll enjoy them and uh yeah read all other stuff on we are radio.com we got chris pennant uh got a guide to rooting for bradley in the tournament hopefully they can get past michigan state and make that uh run a little special there for them and uh all kinds of other stuff ryan uh Bukovecchi with the great uh bears and nfl coverage we got all type of stuff for you, man. Great stuff online. Great stuff here on Anchor FM as well. Uh, my uh recent interview with Vic Spencer is up now. Definitely want to check that out. If you're into hip hop or you're in the Chicago hip hop, definitely uh, check that out. And um yeah, we'll be we'll be back next week with more Indiscope podcasts and more great stuff.